Welcome to Bible Studies for Life Adult Podcast. This is co-hosted each week by myself, Lynn Pryor, and Chris Johnson. Chris, why don't you give us, uh, tell us where we're headed today in our podcast. Great. Glad to do it, Lynn. So we started last week with a study called Elijah Living Outside the Comfort Zone. And this is, like I said, our second week. And our focus is serving with trust. So uh, we're going to see that Elijah has some opportunities um, to uh, put God to the test, to trust him to supply for his needs. That's great. And joining Chris and I for this podcast is our our director, our boss's boss, Brandon Hiltabidal. Brandon, thanks for taking some time to be with us for this podcast. Happy to be back. Love talking with, with you guys about this stuff. Uh, just the kind of the pre-show time, um, I was talking to Brandon. Uh, listeners, you'll have a chance to get know this in a few months. But Brandon has, has been writing a, set, a study for us in Bible Studies for Life. And I was just going off on how great it was. As, as the editor, it really was great. So I'll tell you more about that in the months to come as that comes down the road. But Brandon, thank you. Thank you for your gift of writing and just for your gift of leadership, too. I was so excited to do it. It was a lot of fun. I hope it's helpful to, to people, to people in groups. So, Brandon, one of the things we do, just so that you know, we, we've tended to have you in one time, but usually we have the author in at the beginning of a session and then another time. Okay. So just know that we're probably going to. So it's coming back. All right. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'll be ready. I'll be ready. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll have an easier time talking about that, the, that unit for sure. Yeah. You'll be surprised at how quickly you forgot everything. That <laughs> That's, you're probably true. That's probably true. That's so great. we are talking about Elijah, and uh, this is our second week with this. Uh, what we're driving to, as Chris, Chris has already hinted on this, but think in terms of our service to God should be fueled by our trust in him. We're going to be in 1 Kings 17 for this study. Now, where we were the, uh, the previous week, we kind of last week, we sort of set the stage up for uh, the culture, the, 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 the historical culture, what was going on, what Elijah was dealing with. And um, so now we get into this and we're going to see where Elijah has was told well, this is where we ended last week. He, he was sent out to to uh, into the wilderness to live. Uh, just for a season, God's direction. And okay, so, so so first, when we're introduced to Elijah, he comes on the scene and says, "No rain until exactly. I say so." So that that that's what we talked about last week, right? And so he he sent off there, and so where we pick it up now in verse seven, he, he's out there. He's got the wadi to drink from. He's got ravens, uh, you know, not not the team, but the the real bird feeding him. And uh, so we come to verse seven. It says, after a while, the wadi dried up. Why? Well, there was no rain in the land. And then the word of the Lord came to him and to Elijah and said to get up and go to Zarephath that belongs to Sidon and stay there. And he goes on to give him the commands of what to do to get up and go. And uh, he goes and he, he encounters a widow. And he says, please bring me a little water and a cup and let us drink. She got it. Then she says, oh, but can you please, please give me a piece of bread in your hand? And then she said this, but as the Lord, your God lives, I don't have anything baked, only a handful of flour in a jar and a bit of oil in a jug. Now I was just gathering a couple of sticks in order to go prepare for myself and my son so that we can eat it and die. Uh, wow. So one of the things that uh, we don't get just by hearing that story or reading it um, 
is uh, some of the background to this. So when Jesus, when um, God told Elijah where he wanted him to go, uh, he understood he was to go to Zarephath of uh, Sidon. And you have to understand that Elijah had to go. You want me to go where? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We usually we just kind of read that. And we just go, oh, you know, it's just in all those uh, place names we can't pronounce. But Chris, it was significant. This particular city. How come? Well, Jezebel, the one who's just uh, giving him fits. That's that's where she's from. That area. <laughs> So, yeah, so you want God, me to go where? <laughs> yeah, God sends Elijah into uh, the home country of Jezebel, the center of Baal worship in the region, uh, into the midst of the stronghold of his enemies. And he says, this is where I want you to go to hide out. And to be cared for by a widow, <laughs> which, the, which the writer points out. It's, it just keeps going. It's yeah. pretty. It's pretty absurd uh, on, on its face. So, so Brandon, help us in uh, the significance of, of a widow. What, what, what was the issue with her being a widow? Well, she would have been and clearly was broke. Yeah. Um, she was on her last loaf when Elijah shows up to receive the care that the Lord has promised that he would have there or that he has told him to expect there. So, man, that's why the thing that uh, like the phrase that I found myself i went back and read it three or four times it's one of those times where it just jumped out to me then the word of the lord came to him yeah and i mean the the instructions are i mean we point out in the session it's nuts the instructions are nuts go to the go to the land of your enemy to the care of somebody poor uh so that you can be fine and you know it's there's no record of him even uh, you know, balking at it, the, it, the word of the Lord came to him and it, the text says he just got up and went to Zarephath. Is that how we say it? So yeah, sure. that was the key for my heart here is sure. The instructions were nuts, you know, but the Lord spoke to him like the Lord is clearly speaking. I didn't study what that phrase meant before we got together, but the Lord is clearly speaking. Like I, Elijah is thirsty because the wadi is dried up, but Elijah is also the one God told about the famine in the first place. Like Elijah's not shocked that there's no water because the Lord had spoken. And so when the Lord speaks again, you know, Elijah obeyed. So I, that's one of the ways that I thought this text can really help us serve today because I mean, guys, we have the word of the Lord as, as well. And God may not be telling us that the famine is coming in 2022, but he said a bunch of stuff in his word that we can understand so many things that have proven you know, trustworthy to God's people in the millennia uh, since Elijah walked the earth. And so we have the ability like Elijah to just hear the word of the Lord, to believe it, to obey accordingly. And so many things that are super clear that we can obey to help us serve from that place of trust. So that was the phrase that I, uh, you know, sort of responded to the most in my heart in this mm -hmm. section. So just, I appreciate that. I think you're spot on with, uh, with that. Uh, we've talked about where she was from and we, we probably need to be reminded he, God, the word of the Lord is where I want you to go to is a, not just a widow, but a widow who is a foreigner. Huh. Okay. True. So, so it's, that is interesting because when Jesus comes to his hometown, um, there's questions about him in Luke chapter four. And uh, 
he he makes the statement uh, a prophet's not accepted in his in his hometown and he follows that by saying uh, there were many widows in israel in elijah's day yet elijah was sent uh, was not sent to any of them uh, he was sent uh, to a widow in zarephath at sidon so he, jesus calls out to us um that that same principle that this is what god has done and um it's just it's just amazing yeah and her her first words that are recorded here when she responds to elijah she says as the lord your god lives yet you watch the story as it unfolds you see her faith unfolding she sees how god works through elijah how god worked on her behalf and i love the fact they're sure but even here there's a sense of there's an element of trust this is the lord your god you're following but she knows enough to, to take care of Elijah, uh, even though she's about to, to make her last meal and go die. Okay. So before we transition to the next point, one of the questions that's asked would be a good discussion question for our groups is, when has God provided for you through unlikely means? Uh, so I think that's a great question to ask people. When, when has God done something kind of crazy in your life to take care of you where it came out of nowhere. You didn't expect uh, uh, for that to happen. Uh, so hmm. uh, uh, early in my um, life as a, especially it was be, right as I was beginning to launch into ministry, um, I went to visit some friends and, you know, share with them with the good things that God was doing in my life. It got time to go home. And my buddy and I, um, who had traveled from Kentucky to Tennessee, realized we didn't have enough money to pay for gas to get back home. <laughs> oh, my God. So we're driving down the road talking about how in the world are we going to get home? What are we going to do? And um, we come to an intersection. This is, the, this is out in the middle of nowhere. And there's a, there's a car stopped on the road. And somebody, they, they wave us around. And so we drive beside him and it's the youth minister from the church that we went, we we're just at. And he, he sticks out his hand and hands us money. <laughs> here go, here go boys. I thought you might could use this on your way back. <laughs> so I've just had some of those kind of crazy experiences where it's like, how God, how did you did this? How, it's amazing how you took care of us. We didn't even have to ask. And you just took care of it. So I have a story for that one. So that's great. I'd share it with you. That's great. <laughs> I hope that happens to me on my way home from the office today. <laughs> Sticks a hundred outside the window. There you go. Well, Brandon, look look for a youth minister. Because <laughs> That's because, right. I got to do the one handing the money. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it wasn't a hundred. It was just enough to get home, which Lynn is a great transition for you. But no, I'm telling you, Chris, when I was in high school, high school, I was driving my dad's old VW van and I, and I'm whoa, not gonna, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're going to have to explain that to some people. What is a VW van? It's a big giant box. It's the ugliest van ever made, but this is going to sound like your story. I'm with a friend and I was just, I need gas before, if I can get home. Now I'm, I'm talking, I'm like 10 miles from home, but I have no money. Uh, all right. So I just pull into this gas station. I, I figure out what I'm going to do. And who pulled up next to me, Chris, my youth minister. 
And I said, Jack, I need money to get home. Well, I think he didn't like, have any money. I didn't. So, but he gave me $5 and I got home, but it was just one of those things too. I pulled into the station and he pulled in right behind me. So Brandon, if it happens, look for a youth minister. <laughs> Thank God for youth ministers. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get back to the story of Elijah and this widow. And so uh, she's basically told him the story. Look, uh, I'm just going to make some bread. Uh, we're going to go home and eat it. We're going to die. And then verse 13, Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go and do as you've said, but first make me a small loaf from it and bring it out to me. And afterwards, you may make some for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, your God of Israel says. The flour jar will not become empty and the oil jug will not run dry until the Lord sends rain on the surface of the land. Wow. Now, he's made this incredible jump of faith to go to Zarephath, trusting the Lord, and he's now calling her to do the same thing. It's interesting that uh, a dump truck filled with flour and a, a, uh, a truck with a reservoir with uh, thousands of gallons of oil is not what pulled up. Uh, what happened was every day, she went and there was enough for her to bake what she needed uh, for that day. Yeah. And the next day there was enough for that day. What he says to her first is as the writer of the session points out, you know, something you see all over scripture, but don't be afraid. And I mean, when you're talking about trusting God in serving him, I don't know if there's anything more fundamental that we need to hear. I think that's why it comes up so much. Like the human heart is just prone to fear and worry. And Elijah shows up from his dried up Creek. And he's the one saying to her, uh, don't be afraid, but that's, that's the word of the Lord. Don't be afraid. Fear not. Uh, don't be anxious for anything. Um, it's the, the, the why behind that all over scripture is the power of God, which he shows up in this story, the faithfulness of God, the sovereignty of God. One of the, you know, another verse that came to my mind was Isaiah 41, 10 it says, do not fear. Why? Because the Lord is with you. Philippians four says, don't be anxious for anything. Why? Because you can bring your needs to God who has a peace to guard your heart and mind. Um, so it's basically a matter of, you know, Elijah showing up and is like, the, the, the Lord is going to be here for us. So we don't have to be afraid. He's going to show up in really tangible ways. I mean, Elijah could have said, I just saw God stop the rain, right? I just saw him. He told me he was going to stop the rain and they stopped the rain. He can start the oil. <laughs> so we don't have to be afraid. And so uh, that, that phrase, I mean, I have to preach that to myself still. Don't be afraid. The Lord is, the Lord is here. The Lord is able. And to see him do that, even from such a vulnerable position, was a pretty encouraging thing. I like the question that appears in many of our books about what provisions of God in the past have encouraged you to trust him in the present. Well, and, yeah, and I, I do that think that's too. one of the things, yeah. the longer we are believers, the more we have stories like that where we can look backwards. Yeah, God provided here. He provided there. God sent a youth minister to take care of me. And we see those stories over and over again. So it makes it easier for me to say that I can trust him right now. That's so, it's so true. I wrote that down. That question is always encouraging. Every year I get older, it's more encouraging. I remember actually here at Lifeway, hearing somebody, I can't, I'm not going to remember who now, but somebody preaching chapel, uh, not a young man, 
preaching about a difficulty in his life that he had seen God be faithful in just a beautiful way. And, and he said, I can tell this to you, not as a super Christian, but just because I'm old. Yeah. Like I've seen, I've seen the Lord for many, many years be faithful. And I think that's, that question is always a beautiful one to wrestle with. And I think it's uh, once again, the beauty of being in a small group, uh, Bible studies, Sunday school, life groups, whatever it might be called that we're in there together. And maybe there's a new believer sitting next to you. But for me to tell my story, well, let me tell you how God sent a youth minister when I was out of gas, Chris. And for this newer Christian to go, okay, God still works today. Because they may may not have those past experiences of their own, but we can encourage each other with our own stories. And that's what I love about discussion in in classes. To hear a story, Chris, like you just told. Uh, That's just to have them on the side of the street. Just, hey, here I am. Yeah, that's, that's trust for the rest of us. Well, let's see what the widow did here. And uh, it says here, verse 15, she proceeded to do according to the word of Elijah. And then the woman, Elijah and her household ate for many days. Flour jar did not become empty and the oil jug did not run out according to the word of the Lord spoken through Elijah. Guys, the jug did not run dry is my new favorite phrase. <laughs> I can't, I don't know. That just hit me. I think that hit me a little bit like a preacher, but Dang. it's so tangible. So hopeful. I mean, the, in the, in the personal study guide, the writer said God miraculously multiplied what she trusted to him. And he provided for her throughout the three and a half year drought. But that like that connects, that connects to the question that we just talked about from the last section <laughs> That jug that doesn't run dry really would have become a gift that kept on giving even after the drought. Like when you've experienced, like we were just talking about, when you've experienced the provision of God, you remember it and you move on in it. You move on from it when you've experienced the, you know, the powerful faithfulness of God. It helps you years into the future. And so I hope it's not extra biblical for me to imagine how hopeful and how settling this memory would have been for her in the future. Remember when the jug didn't run dry? Like, I just can't stop thinking like the jug didn't run dry. And like, God is good. Even in doubt, like she would have preached to herself. God is faithful. Even in lack, he's trustworthy, even in difficulty. And then I thought of, and I think this is important for all of us, like a new Testament equivalent for new Testament Christians might be, he is risen. Like that's something that we say all the time. He is risen. And what a mark of, of God's faithfulness. Like we don't have to worry. Jesus is risen. We don't have to doubt. Jesus is written. We can serve God with absolute trust. We can serve God with trust because Jesus is risen and the jug didn't run dry. And I just, something about that phrase, y'all know, I'm sure y'all have other things to talk about. That just made me want to preach. Like the jug didn't run dry guys. Goodness gracious. I may preach that soon. Anyway. And this is why I look, I love Brandon's study that he's written for us. <laughs> I, I say that in every session. Elijah's not even involved in my unit. <laughs> yeah, the jug didn't run dry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great truth, though, for all of us to remember. God really does take care of us. He does. And he has in the biggest ways, in the biggest ways, like death is it. Death is taken care of. Exactly. Sin is taken care of. Like, it's unbelievable. So, I mean, once, once you've experienced, once you've witnessed God taking care of such insurmountable things from our perspective, 
serving with trust is a natural outflow. Like we serve because he first served us and he did it in such a powerful, massive way that, it, you know, our hearts can be settled in it. So. I believe that this is going to be a great conversation for folks to have this week as they talk about trusting God to provide uh, for their needs. And um, uh, I think I just hope that you have a great week with this. We want to thank you for listening to our podcast. Uh, if you're a longtime listener, you know, we like to take a moment to share with you some resources and a teaching tip. Uh, so we're going to do that now for those who are leaders of Bible Studies for Life Bible Studies. Yes, uh, we have a resource uh, called Advanced Bible Study Teacher Guide. Some of you may be familiar with Advanced Bible Study. It's just a it's a commentary of this very passage in 1 Corinthians 17 that we're studied. It, it ties right into our studies. But the Advanced Bible Study teacher guide it's designed for those teachers uh who actually they prefer more of a master teacher approach so maybe they still have discussion and questions but they like more just have that i'm going to give a short lecture i'm going to present biblical information and then we'll talk about it and what the the advanced teacher guide does it provides you a great plan to walk you through doing a master teacher it's also got some very creative options for each week just something a little different so if you're interested in that just go to biblestudiesforlife.com and you can see about advanced bible study teacher guide now brandon we want to turn to you for a moment and why don't you inspire us with just a, a teaching tip or something that might help us well so i wanted to encourage encourage you leaders with something we would really make an encouragement for every week which is to please save time for the live it out section so yeah. that you save some time for discussing real tangible application to this text. And the reason I wanted to lift that up is this week is that the third uh, option in the live it out section is to give an outrageous gift to your church or someone in need um, to trust God to replenish what you need. And I thought that as a leader, this might be something you would challenge everyone in your group to do like we're just going to we're going to move towards this together because it's such an incredible step to take like and you can trust like god is not going to make you starve because you give outrageously to your church but on the other hand if a bunch of people did that at once it's the kind of thing that could change the culture of a church for a generation i just love the idea and i would encourage group leaders to give that extra emphasis but at the very least to save time so that there can be some extra vision casting around the live it out section this week. I'm so glad you said that. Uh, you just triggered a memory for me. Uh, when I was a teenager, uh, freshman, I think in high school, my dad uh, fell at work and uh, was in traction for two weeks in the hospital and then bed rest for six to eight weeks. And we didn't know what would happen after that. We didn't know if he would be able to walk after, wow. after this accident. Uh, but the one thing I remember about that time is there was all of a sudden milk and eggs just magically appeared in our refrigerator. And some people from church saw to it that we always had these basic staples in our refrigerator the whole time my dad was out. And it was it it was kind of like that. So it was like the Elijah story that we had what we needed. Provision was provided by God, but it was because the live it out. What you just said, somebody yeah. in the church. I don't know who that was to this day. 
That's awesome. But they they saw to it. They they gifted us uh, with with basic staples for to survive. So it really does make a difference to do those kind of things in your group and in your church. That's what I got. Thanks. Thanks for sharing it, Brandon. Brandon, it's always great to have you with us. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. And, and soon we will have you multiple times. So we're looking forward to that. Lynn, thank you for the leadership sure. you provide and for the outline of this study. And uh, for those of you who are listening, thanks. Thanks for listening. We do this for you. Uh, we hope that you'll stick with us through this Elijah study. I think you're going to uh, have your eyes open to a lot of new insights and truths that will help you in your walk. So thanks for tuning in today and, and plan on doing that again next week.